Welcome to Data Leadership for Everyone. I'm your host, Anthony Algman. Everyone needs to harness the power of data. There's a lot involved in making that happen, and this show is here to make it all a little bit easier. Think of this as an audio advice column for all of your data and leadership questions. I'm always looking for suggestions, so if you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover on the show, send an email to podcast at dl4e1.com or use our text and voicemail line at 773-888-2077. So today I want to talk about something that is close to my heart and is kind of close to everything I focus on with data leadership and really underlies the the core of what data leadership is all about. Now, if you've read uh, my book on data leadership um, or taken the uh, class at Dataversity on data leadership, it's an excellent class, I think. Uh, but one of the core topics is we talk about, first off, like, what do we what do we mean by data leadership? What What is this actually going for? What are we talking about here? And the, the, the way I say this is data leadership in all of its facets and all of its forms, there's so many things that we can do with data and our organizations and how we're driving change in our business and all of that. But really at its core, data leadership is about maximizing data value. Okay, that's a little bit of a cheeseburger definition, my friend Bob Siner from from a couple episodes ago. Uh, he uh, he he calls it the cheeseburger cheeseburger definition. What what what's a cheeseburger? A burger with cheese, right? What does data leadership do? It maximizes data value. But what does that mean? Okay, we're going to talk about that today. And so the importance of 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 data value. What is what is data value, and why is it so important to maximize? So the way I define data value is data value is is the difference we get in business outcomes from using data or whatever we've created around data versus what would have happened if we didn't do that, right? So it's it's what we're measuring here or what, what the data value actually is, is how have we changed a business for the better, hopefully, how have we changed a business, hopefully for the better, uh, from what we're doing with data versus what would have happened if we hadn't done all this work and, and built this thing or used this data or, or created this analysis or had this insight or any of that stuff, right? So that's the key. And so what does that mean? So so the, the one of the easy things, at least conceptually to understand, is that value for a business fundamentally gets created in one of three ways, right? You're either increasing revenue, you're decreasing cost, or improving your ability to manage risk. Okay, so the the... Top level is easy, you know, more money, good. We like more money. Saving money, also good. We like saving money. The risk management one, we break out separately because you can't measure it directly. You know, I think about if, if you have uh, home insurance and your house didn't get blown away in the tornado, uh, did that mean the home insurance wasn't worth it? Well, no, you just were lucky that it didn't need to be used, but you still needed to manage that risk, right? So, so data works the same way, is that if it can help us manage risk, if it can help us from having a GDPR violation that causes us a million, hundred million dollar, billion dollar fine, uh, that's probably something that has real value to it, right? So so avoiding bad consequences has real value. Okay, let's not get bogged down on that. The key, though, is that all of this means that the value of data comes from doing something with it, from building something, from analyze something, from driving a change in behavior. 
And this is really important because a lot of times, in the work that I do is, is in consulting and, and working with different organizations, people don't know what their data value is that they're creating at all a lot of times. And instead, they use proxy, what I call proxy valuations, which are like, well, we can't measure data value easily, so let's not bother with that. Instead, let's just create something that people will use. Or let's justify the work that we've done by taking a look at what's built in and whether or not people like it. People like it is not data value. People using it, not data value. And what we have to understand is that data really has to create a change, a differential. And the way we understand that, the way we manage that is by measuring this. And this starts by understanding, okay, what do you need to know? if you're going to get to a differential, right? Well, you need to know what did you end up with? You need to know what did you start with? And you need to know how to do math, which is subtract one from the other, okay? So that's what we need to do. Well, if we just say, let's do data stuff, and we go and do a bunch of data stuff, and at the end, we're like, hey, we did the stuff, and look at things are good. Um, what's the differential? What's the data value? Uh, we don't know because we didn't bother to benchmark anything when we started. We didn't baseline anything when we started. We didn't know whether or not the energy we were going to put towards this particular change initiative was going to be worthwhile. And we, we certainly don't know now whether it was. You know, we just know what we spent and we know what our endpoint is, but we, we have to guess it at our beginning point. And so you can maybe backtrack and try to figure it out. But like the key to this is before we start to change something, before we, we you know, I think about this in terms of our, our GPS systems in our car, right? our, our sat nav systems for those, the, the, for those folks across the pond, as it were. Uh, the GPS systems, what do you need to do to get to a place you want to go, right? You plug in your destination. Great. You also need a signal that tells you where you are or you need to put in. Where are you? And then it can route you given the... Uh, rules of the road and and the the traffic and all of these fancy things it can then chart a course for you and and update it along the way as as, as you move forward because it continues to measure where you are continues to look at the data around you and it, it helps you to get there that technology is quite amazing isn't it uh, so but if we think about that if we try to take that as a parallel for what we need to do with our own data in our own organizations or in our own careers and businesses individually we have to say okay well I know where I want to go. I want to go and, and have something that's valuable to people. But where am I now? What are we doing today? What is it? Like, where are we? So then we can know where to go. Like, if I need to get to Chicago and I'm in Cleveland, it's a little bit different than if I need to get to Chicago and I'm in Milwaukee, right? Totally different directions. So that's what we need to understand is our business works the same way. It's just harder to see because it's not as tangible as something as a map. It's not representative of the world around us. In most cases, you're looking at things that may be driving uh, marketing enhancements. It may be driving operational improvements, maybe helping your manufacturing operations or doing pre preventive maintenance. I mean, data can be used for a whole lot of stuff. That's why it's so great, right? There's so many things we can do with it, but we have to be thoughtful about what it is that we're doing because there's so many things we might do. We can do, one of the most important things that understanding and realizing data value implies is that we have to prioritize. We have to decide every time. There is no situation out there where we have all the resources we could use to do everything we want to do. 
that's that's impossible because there's infinite things we could do. There's not infinite resources available. And so we have to understand the importance of this whole benchmarking or, or I keep saying benchmarking, I mean baselining. Benchmarking is also useful because it'll give you kind of a parallel roadmap of, okay, this is what happens in my industry or, or similar kinds of businesses. And that may be something for us to take heed of and, and work with. But if we are doing a initiative to put energy into something, to create some data capabilities, technology capabilities, you name it, and we are not thinking about what are all our alternatives, then we're also doing it wrong. So if we think about this, okay. Let's go back to our GPS example. If we are plotting where we are, plotting where we're going, routing through it, ever have multiple options there, ever have choice, ever say, oh, I don't want to take the toll road. Uh, you know, it's it's all bumpy and it costs too much or, oh, I'd, I'd rather take the scenic route or whatever. And, and sometimes, you know, good GPS systems will give you different options. Say, oh, you want to take the cheapest route? Do you want to take the shortest route? Do you want to take the least amount of time? You want to take a scenic route? I think they should do more with that, by the way. But regardless, there's different choices because there's different conditions in which you find that journey more acceptable. So that's what we also need to be thinking about with data is saying, okay, well, there's multiple different ways we may do this, and they may have different profiles in terms of the impacts to our um, uh, revenue cost and, and risk management, but it also may just involve different kinds of resources or different kinds of work. You may use more technology in one option, or you may use less technology, more people in another option. Those are okay things to be thinking about. You could get to the same destination destination from multiple different paths, right? So that's one set of options that you need to do once you've decided to take on that journey. You also have to think about, hey, we have limited resources. So that means we also need to think about, is this the thing we really should be doing? Is this the thing that is the best likelihood for the amount of energy, the amount of resources we're going to put into it? Is this the thing that's most likely to drive the most value for our organization? Is it going to help the business get better in the end? Or is this going to help me do better in the end? Think about if you're if you're in a job search. You know, if you're looking for a new job, how do you determine what you're going to do with the next hour? What is it that determines your next step? How do you say, okay, do you work on a resume? Do you distribute a resume? Do you go and post things on LinkedIn? Do you reach out to people and network? What do you do to help propel your journey in the next hour to make that that possible? Right? And so how do you determine what that is? It's probably not a super sophisticated process. You probably have all of these things in your mind. And you say, okay, I know I got to do all these different things to be able to do this. And there's some dependencies there. So uh, you got to have a decent resume before you start sending it out. Or if you have a resume riddled with errors, you might as well not send it out at all. Uh, or you, you know that maybe LinkedIn is a powerful tool or that talking with people is how you got your last job or, or what have you. All of these things are going to be important, but you have to decide at any given moment what it is that you are going to do now. And that's really the only time we get to decide, truly decide. We can plan our, our activities, but we can't decide our activities until that moment. You can't do the activity except in this moment, right? And so what is it that right now will give you the most value in the end? You have to project. Just like your goal here is to get a new job, say. Okay, good goal. You're looking at different options of, of what to do. You know what that end state looks like. But you don't know exactly what the best path is to get there. So you you do the best you can. You you project, you say, okay, I think this will be the most helpful thing. I'm going to go work for another hour on that resume. Fine. 
you work for another hour on that resume, your resume is a little bit better. And now it's going to be more effective as you do distribute it. And then maybe in the next hour, you start distributing it or you start to reach out to people and say, hey, can you take my resume and, and just have it on file for in case there's an, an opportunity for me? I'd love to work with you again. You know, those are the kinds of things that you can do as an individual. This is data leadership for your individual career, literally how you can think about these things. Because now you can think, okay, here's how I'm going to put my limited resources to use to drive change that benefits me in that context, right? And so if we're thinking about it from an organizational context, same rules apply. You can think about, hey, how am I going to put in sensors so we can better and more precisely measure what's happening in our manufacturing operation so that we can be more attuned to when things are likely to need replacement or need maintenance and are likely to break down or that we need to do something to address an issue that creeps up over time. By putting in those sensors, there's an opportunity cost to that, you know, because you could put sensors in different places or in different areas or spend the money on different things. But you can draw to say, hey, you know, we keep having these unplanned shutdowns because these things keep going bad at unpredictable times. Is there a way we can get in front of that? Is there a way we can be more predictable and avoid the costs associated with unplanned shutdowns? Because typically those are pretty bad, right? So think about that constantly, because I want to get to a point, too, where we, we can think about this broadly. We can think about this in the macro context with the organizational strategy or, or big picture things. You can think about it very individually as a as a individual in your career, for example, or using the analogy around uh, route planning with a, a GPS system. But there's another thing that I want to talk about, and this comes up a lot when I talk about data leadership and data value, realizing data value. And, and the first thing, so first off, realizing data value is a very carefully chosen word. There's a lot of things that we do with data that create potential value. Potential value are things that may someday help us create real value, may someday help us benefit the business in, in one of those three ways. You know, Data governance is a good example of the kind of thing that we do that creates potential value. You know, right? we, we, we help provide consistency around data assets. We provide policies. We help coordinate usage. We help enforce authority. We help do all of the things that are important from a coordinating perspective to create more with data. Useful things to do, no doubt. Don't realize a lot of data value through data governance. And this is an important point because people equate that they realize data governance has an important role to play. It creates potential value. But by itself, data governance doesn't get the job done. Data governance is not improving your business directly. It's a stepping stone to helping you improve your business even more. And what I encourage everyone to think about when they're thinking about data governance or they're thinking about data value or data leadership, anything, is think, how does this activity create potential value or help realize that value in changing a business? Right. So how does this help the business in the end for real? How does this help me for real? If you work on your resume for six months and it becomes as good as you can make it, but you've never sent it to anyone, that resume is not going to help you, right? That resume is not going to help you get that job until it's properly distributed. It's one step, good resume, important step, one step in the journey to getting to your eventual goal, right? So important things to think about. I also want you to think about it from this context. Think about how we do our work, and especially those of us in data 
analytics or data science or technology development, anything that we are doing that actually is designed to benefit somebody else in their journey. So say you're building a report for a uh, CFO, for example, they're, they're trying to understand uh, the breakdowns of sales across different regions or, or what have you. And that CFO is going to take that as an input as part of their data value realization journey. They're going to take that input and they're hopefully going to do something different with it. And they're going to say, oh, now that I have this information that I didn't have before, I'm going to take this action, which is going to lead to these kinds of benefits for the business. There's our data value being fully realized. Okay. So when we think about how we are building these kinds of things for folks, we want to think about not just am I giving them what they're asking for, but we want to be thinking about how can I help them do something more different to a benefit than they would otherwise? How can I help them orient towards a biggest differential and outcome? That's the data value. So that in every interaction we have, we should all be orienting towards how do we make that biggest difference in business outcome? And if somebody asks you for something and you say, you know, what would you do differently here? Instead of asking, what do you want me to give you? Ask, what would help you do something that creates the most differential in business outcome? What helps me or, or what, what will help you do something the most different or drive the most difference to the organization. It's a change in mindset and it's one that we need to really push forward because I think that lack of understanding, that lack of really understanding that we need to drive change to a business, I think that underlies a lot of the problems that we see throughout our organizations. A lot of people will just continue to do a function without realizing what is it impacting the business with. And I think that that has really created a rift between our business and technology sides of the organizations, especially. I think technology organizations as a whole tend to have become order takers in too many contexts, and they're not pushing to say, how can we create the most change? It's how can we keep people from bothering us anymore? How can we give them what they want? And that's not a good, like that's, I guess that's okay. I mean, that's, that's better than not doing anything, but it's not as helpful as really collaborating and, and together figuring out, okay, what are the potential of the technology here? How could the data potentially help? And having a business person who says, here's what I'm trying to do functionally for the business. This is what my business process is intended to, to do. And here's how we can be the most successful with this business process. So now if we can bring those two folks together, those two groups of people together to say, how, okay, collectively, how can we marry the technology potential and all of the things we might do with technology to all of the things we might do to help the business in this way and come up with the best answer that not doesn't just satisfy somebody's impulse to say, oh, I need this thing but actually helps strategically understand how do we create the biggest value. So let's bring it back to the individual side, right? If you're asking yourself, okay, what do I want to do to move forward in the next hour to get a new job, right? Now we can say, okay, well, what's going to drive the biggest differential and in, in outcome there? I was thinking I would work on the resume because I know that, that needs to be done too, but would it make more sense to take what's already there and get that up on LinkedIn so people can see it? or to do a little bit more work on the profile side, or to go and schedule getting a professional headshot done, or something like that. Like Those are all the kinds of things that you may now think about in a different way to say, okay, how will all of these conspire together to create the most 
potential out, you know, differential possible. And so think about these things. They, they, they can play in a lot of different ways, but I want if you take nothing else away from this is, is in this episode is to realize, hey, we need to create change and that differential, that difference between where we are now, where we will be later, and what the difference would be between doing this work with data or doing this thing versus what would have happened otherwise. That's the real key. And and so I want to highlight one little thing there that it's a nuance because we can measure right now and we can measure later. But what the real data value is, is not that. It's not that differential. What it is, is the differential between at later what that actually is and what it would have been had we not done it. Or if we have not done it, what would have the impact been if we had done it, if we did it, right? So one of those two sides, we're going to have to guess at. We're going to have to estimate to some extent because we can't know both futures. This is not the multiverse. You know, we are not the Avengers. You know, although maybe there's some data Avengers out there, I heard. But the we are, um, we are doing one thing that's going to have one outcome or, or a collection of things that are going to have an outcome that we will be able to measure directly. The best we can do is probably baseline where we were at the beginning and then project, okay, if we hadn't done any of this, our sales may have still grown by 1%. We made the sales grow by 3%. We're going to claim a 2% differential based on the data value that we did. And that's that's how we can quantify our data value. And so there's going to be estimates involved in this at any at any stretch. But because data and, and the data value is so important, we, we still have to go through that calculation. We still need to measure because we have to learn from actuality from from reality versus just projecting all the time you don't want to be trapped in this world of like data governance where we say well it's valuable we know it's valuable we'll just keep doing this stuff even though we have no earthly idea whether it's actually tracked to real value of any kind we know there's going to be estimates involved but we still have to continue to try to measure everything we can and then estimate very clearly anything else that can't be measured directly okay so hopefully that nuance isn't lost in you but this this is really foundational to data leadership, to maximizing data value. There's a lot of things that we're going to do to try to maximize data value and realize this value to the businesses and, and that stuff. But this is one that I just wanted to get out there so that you would have it as a reference and you can look back to it. This is one that you might want to star bookmark and come back to every now and then because it will help you orient. If you start feeling lost, you're like, I don't know what I should do here. Think back, re-listen to this episode, and, and understand. Okay, this these are some things to think about, right? So I appreciate uh, you you spending this time with me today. And uh, this podcast is data leadership for everyone. But if you need some data leadership for you, I want to help. So you can reach me at podcast at dl4e1.com. My phone number is seven seven three eight 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 twenty seventy seven. If you'd prefer to text or leave a voicemail. We need topics to discuss on the show, and I'm looking for guests who want to share their wisdom or discuss challenges they're currently facing. I'm also happy to meet with you outside the show if I can help you in your journey to becoming a data leader. You can find subscription links and all our episodes at dataleadershipforeveryone.com. And until next time, be good to your data, be better to your business, and be best to each other. Now go make an impact.